If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything. So you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com. Hello and welcome to the GC Sunscast, the longest running sun show on the interwebs. I'm your host Shane and thank you for tuning in. It's a small show today with no guests, just a little old me, but still plenty to discuss as I recap the news from the last month ahead and look ahead to pre-season 2021. So let's get into it. It'll be a short show, uh, but we'll get through plenty of uh, discussion topics. First of all, I'd like to thank our Patreon sponsors, Dale Snelly, Jack's Dad, Paul Vosti, Robbie Fiorini, Brody Burgess, Kate Kelland, Chris Moore, Tom Kim, and Tim. You can join our Patreon sponsors by heading over to patreon.com forward slash GCSunscast, where you can donate as little as $1 a month to support the show. Every bit helps, and we thank you graciously for helping keeping this podcast afloat. Uh, you can also find us over on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Spotify, wherever you really like to get your uh, podcasts from. Like, subscribe, and review to help support the show that way. Now, let's get into it. So, we'll start off with the news of the new recruits over the last couple of weeks, really. Uh, starting off back in the trade period... Um, Free agency opened up and the Suns were pretty quick to move on Rory Atkins, who was highly touted earlier in the year as being moving, making a move to the Suns. He signed a four-year deal, the 26-year-old 186-centimetre wingman from Adelaide has played 101 games. He will make a solid addition to the club and should start on the wing opposite Brandon Ellis most weeks. So an experienced wingman provides more leadership and uh, during the Crows premiership, or not premiership, um, grand runner-up season back in 2017, I want to say, he was one of their solid performers, averaging over 20 disposals a game and uh, really rebounding and connecting to the, the forward line. So if he can bring that to the Suns, we hopefully will have a best 22 starter uh, for the next couple of years in Atkins. Uh, As soon as the trade period opened up, we were able to get a hold of Oleg Markov from Richmond uh, on a two-year deal. The 24-year-old 188-centimetre halfback flanker slash midfielder has played 23 games for Richmond. Uh, he should slot in replacing Hanley off the halfback flank, and he's he's one of the fastest players in the competition. So he, that speed is just going to be a huge element to the Suns' rebound, and he's a pretty good ball user as well. So he should eventually be our prime ball mover out of defence, um, replacing what the Suns lost with Adam Saad a, a number of years ago now. Uh, We've also had a number of pre-listed signings from the concessions the Suns received a couple of years ago. 
Davy Alex Davies being the main one of those. Um, the 18-year-old, 191 centimeter inside mid, hails from Cairns and joined the academy several years ago. He was touted as a top 10 pick last year and he's been likened to Scott Pendlebury. So if he comes along, he should be a star of the future and a leader of that Gold Coast Suns midfield. Uh, Joel Jeffries is another pre-listed signing. The 18-year-old is 192 centimetres, a forward defender from Northern Territory Thunder. The big question on him is where will he play? He spent 90% of his time as a forward, but I feel the Suns will try to reshape him into a key defender of some sort, uh, considering our lack of depth in that position. Uh, Aiden Fife, a 190cm gold coaster, played for Broadbeach this year as a halfback flanker, has also been pre-listed, along with Reese Nichols, a 188cm halfback flanker from Labrador. So the Suns are really loading up on halfback flankers, um, and hopefully they will push further ahead than most of the other academy pl players we've had over the years. Now, moving on to the draft. The Gold Coast Suns, with a steal, collected uh, Elijah Hollands at pick seven. A 188-centimetre forward midfielder. He was touted as a potential number one draft pick last year. Uh, however, at the start of this season, had a ruptured ACL. Um, so he's, going, he's coming back from that injury, and all reports are he's on track with his recovery. I still don't expect to see much of him until probably middle of the year. We know how cautious the Suns have been on some of their young stars, such as Rankin um, and Rao, and he's going to be managed. And we should see him emerge into the VFL side um, within probably a month or two of the season starting. So I'd say around April, May we might start to see a glimpse of him as to whether he could sneak into the senior side by the end of the year that's another d discussion but he is uh, a very good at stoppages as a strong midfielder and he is a very crafty forward surprisingly accurate at goal just about anywhere on the ground uh, most pundits have likened him to a Bontempelli type of uh, player so another another solid pickup there for the Suns. And then in the rookie draft, the Suns added Jacob Townsend. The 27-year-old from Richmond, Essendon and GWS is a 187cm forward. He's played 60 games and I assume we've got him on a one-year deal just to add a bit of leadership and work ethic to the VFL side. Unless injuries strike... Um, out, we'd see too much of him in the AFL side. So that's it for our new recruits. Out of all of them, I'm probably most excited to see uh, Markov. He's still young, still talented, and has real position available to slot straight into that halfback flank. And he, he could potentially push Harbrow out of the side um, in what we suspect would be Harborough's final season. Now, moving on to other news, uh, the club has 
signed New Balance, the shoe manufacturer, as our on-field apparel partner. So they'll be making our clothes and stuff. I say shoe manufacturer, just they're what I know them most from. I, I wear New Balance shoes with most of my um, most of my wardrobe. So, uh, but yeah, good to see New Balance on board. Um, Stuart Jew will be the focus of an upcoming Amazon Prime documentary. That is something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, that's supposed to be coming in 2021. I think it's early, so check your calendars for around March, I think. Um, so it follows Stuart Jew and several other key figures at AFL clubs, uh, showing behind-the-scenes footage of uh, the 2020 season as they all strive for that uh, premiership. Obviously, the Suns didn't get near to it, but it would be very interesting to see the challenges Stu had to deal with at the football club uh, during 2020 with the uh, delay, the um, the extended break where clubs didn't have too much... Uh, we, we assume clubs didn't have too much of a control over the players during that break, but It'll be interesting to see it all out. And uh, Charlie Ballard has extended his deal with the club for another four years until the end of 2025. So, great story there. He's a fan favourite and should continue to develop into one of the best key defenders in the competition. Really liking Charlie Ballard and hopefully he continues that form. Uh, He should set a good precedent. Um, to get a whole bunch of other uh, key players signed up. You know, we're going to have... We should be having a few more players coming out of contract, I think, at the end of 2022. So, Suns can hopefully sign up some of those players a year ahead before their contracts run up and we have to go through the speculation on whether they're still around or not. Now, as for rule changes, the AFL has advised we will be returning to 20-minute quarters again. Not too keen on that. I personally liked the shorter quarters, and I would have even preferred if they went to 18-minute quarters. uh, Sort of a nice middle ground. (coughs) But I feel like the game is too long at 20-minute quarters. That's just my personal opinion. But that's what we've got. We're back to the original way of what football was. It'll be interesting to see how our group develop with that um, extended game. We saw last year they were in games a lot more because the games were shorter. Hopefully, in that space of that year, the Suns have developed the take to be able to run out 20-minute quarters because back in 2019 it was pretty evident that they couldn't run out a full game. So that's going to be very interesting to see how much of an impact that has during the games this year. The fixture is expected to be unveiled on the 23rd of December in full. However, only the first six rounds will be locked in as the remaining games will be floating until at least four to six weeks prior. So we will know who's playing who by the 23rd of December. However, as far as venues and times, they won't be locked in until four to six weeks. And that's a that's a good idea, I think. Obviously, some people won't be happy with that. It 
affects their travel plans and being able to plan to go interstate to visit games. But as far as the general TV viewing population, which there is far greater, it allows us to get uh, best the best games on most nights. So if the Suns perform well at the start of the season, as they traditionally have, we will get to see the Suns in primetime slots on free-to-air TV uh, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, instead of the Saturday day and Sunday day games. Um, the Suns are also fielding a VFL side. I believe we touched on this in one of our last episodes, but it is official. The NEFL clubs are sort of forming up with the VFL. When I say NEFL, I mean the AFL comp- teams up in the northeastern states and a couple of the Brisbane sides. I believe it's Southport and Aspley. I'm not aware of any New South Wales sides which are joining in the competition. So it will allow the reserve side for the Suns to continually face uh, AFL level competition most weeks and we should see a better development level for our reserves. There is another rule change which is interesting is in that league they are going to be enforcing there must be a minimum of three uh, players from each team inside the 50 meter arcs at all times. So almost a zone zone situation we've got there. That's going to be interesting as to how they line up and who stays in that zones. It's obviously going to be teething the first few weeks when that comes in because it's all new but by the end of the season it's going to be interesting to see how much of that blends into the AFL as we know the reserve sides often train and try to implement game simulations in the reserves as they would in the AFL so it's going to be interesting to see how much of that carries over now, on to the AFLW. The good, we're saying goodbye to the conference system. We are having a competition of 14 teams. There will be nine rounds and three weeks of finals. Uh, it will be a, they will be ticketed games for the first time in history. Now, so that means we won't be able to go and watch AFLW games for free anymore. They are going to be a set price of $10 per person. Children will be free. And there will be four home games at Metricon this season for the Suns AFLW side. Now bear with me as I read through this round. Round 1 on January 30, the Suns play West Coast at Metricon. Round 2, February 6, Adelaide in Adelaide. Round 3, February 13, the Blues at Mackay. Round 4, February 21, St Kilda in Victoria. Round 5, February 27, against Brisbane at Metricon. Round 6, March 6, versus GWS in Canberra. Round 7, March 12, versus Richmond at Metricon. Round 8, March 21, versus Frio in Perth. And round 9, March 27, versus North at Metricon. So a couple of good games there for the Gold Coasters to get along to, uh, to see Suns versus West Coast, um, Brisbane, Richmond and North 
and our northern fans get a chance to see the Suns take on the Blues at Mackay or Mackay. Not quite sure on that pronunciation. Um, okay, and with that done, with the news out the way, let's have a focus on the preseason. So I've been thinking about the preseason. It started this week. In fact, the first fourth-year players were required to show up for training. But the Suns have such a dedicated group of players that there were a majority of the list showed up to take part. We had the annual 2K time trial and Corbett took out the first place. I believe the time was sub six minutes, but I can't seem to find that exact time at, at the time of this recording. Um, now, talking to Michael Whiting, a uh, journalist for afl.com.au, he's also an avid um, runner as a hobby, and he tells me that sub six minutes is really good. It's a really good time. Um, and like for a runner, that's a good time, let alone an AFL player. So it's good to see that. Um, I mean, that we need to be pushing these blokes with their running to run out games. Obviously, 2K isn't much compared to what they do on the in an AFL ground during a game. Uh, I think they push up to 15 kilometres, even 20 kilometres in the game situation. Um, but they also had the Gold Coast Run Co members come in and sort of set a pace for the for the time trial so these professional runners were coming in and running at a certain certain pace and that gave i guess it gave the sons the players a a motivation like that's a target i need to catch up to that person i need to beat this person and i i'm not sure whether the sons players knew what times those runners were going were setting but it certainly would have been motivation for them to push themselves. And we saw several players have big improvements and personal bests. Bose, Anderson, Rankin, Butterick and Brody all ran PBs and really impressed with uh, their 2K time trial. Atkins and Markov were at the training, but they did not feature in the PB. Uh, uh, sorry, they did not feature in the time trial. Day, Collins and Smith were on light duties after preseason surgery and Rao has been held back. Um, he, he's come back in good health but the club is still cautious with his shoulder and they're trying to hold him back from contest drills and stuff until after January to protect him. So after all this info came through through the Sun site I got thinking who needs a big preseason? Um, you know, there's, there's a number of players on the Suns list that either haven't lived up to expectation or whose l pure list spot is on the line or even their spot in the team as there's a lot of competition now for spots. And with the concessions that the Suns have being scaled back over the coming years and the AFL's decision to cut list sizes on the senior list there's going to be some hard calls coming and some of these players aren't going to be so lucky in the near future. 
So who needs a big preseason to push themselves this year and stay and improve? Now, I took the uh, question out to Twitter and these are some of the responses I got. Save Our Sons says all small forwards. So Rankin dropped off. Ainsworth was good last year but wasn't hitting the scoreboard enough and Sexton went missing. McPherson too had a pretty poor year. Uh, I'm sure there are some others. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on the new recruits but Roses didn't do too much. We didn't see much of him. Um... So, there's all different reasons for these small forwards. Some had injuries, some had um, poor form, and some just couldn't break into the side to prove their worth. But, uh, I mean, we all know how how much uh, Rankin was touted to be good, and after the first few games, we didn't see too much of him after that. Uh, it looked like he may have run out of gas, but... And again, I'm not sure. Uh, Simon Carey says, Jess McLennan, yet to debut at the club, put a lot of faith in him and we traded to get him up. So he's another one. He's been on the list for about two years. Again, like I said, we, we put a lot of faith in him and traded up to get him. Uh, he's supposed to be a halfback flanker, small defender, and we haven't really seen too much of him. So he needs a big preseason to probably keep his spot on the list, not get best twenty-two, but stay on in the in the team. Uh, Aaron Kidney says Will Brody. So Will Brody almost left the club, but no one came knocking for him. Uh, hopefully, it could be a kick up the backside to improve, and looks like he could, as we saw with uh, running a personal best in the time trial. Hopefully, this is the start of Will Brody rising into the competition. Uh, but a lot of that competition is in the midfield, so he might need to reinvent himself in the forward line or back line. Now, that's an interesting question. Where do you think Will Brody is best suited, forward line or back line? Hopefully, he can convert himself into a forward, but again, there's a lot of competition. So his best chance at um, staying relevant in the AFL side is maybe being a, a defender off the halfback flank. And uh, Mr. Bods, he, he says Rankin. Um, yeah, as I said before, a lot of expectation with Rankin. He, he was really good early, but fizzled very quickly. Um, ah, friend of the show, Fish Whiting, says Seco has a lot of competition this season. Um... Yeah, Corbett, McPherson, Hollands, Davies, Holman, just to name a few of the other players trying to break into that similar spot in the forward line. Um, Sexton really has to push himself. He does have his moments where he's an AFL quality footballer, but he goes missing way too often. So if he can really push himself and get the most out of his body... That shouldn't be happening, and he should be a best 22 every single week. Uh, and Stephen Tung says, Swallow has to start fighting to stay with so much talent coming through. Yeah, Swallow is one. I mean, he's the captain, so he sort of gets an automatic tick at the club. Uh, not to dismiss everything he's done, but he has struggled in the last 
two years, I think, to, to really be relevant in that Sun side with so much talent coming through. Uh, he's been pushed out of the midfield. He's gone forward and hasn't had too much of an impact. Swallows someone that's really going to have to uh, lift lift his game. Maybe he needs to go back to the halfback flank where he started early in his career um, to, to still have an impact. Uh, maybe Bose can go forward if Swallow goes back. But personally, I think Bose is a better defender. The, he's more of a Luke Hodge type role. I don't think Swallow could could fill that void. Uh, as for me, well, my honourable mentions, of course, go to McLennan, Brody, Sexton, Rankin, Corbett. Uh, well, no. Um, sorry. McLennan, Broden, Sexton, Rankin, and Fiorini, as all listed above. Uh, I add Fiorini into that because he had a uh, surgery off-season last year, uh, incredibly interrupted. So that sort of explains why he struggled when he was given his opportunity this season. And obviously circumstances didn't help him getting that form. Now he's got a full pre-season, preseason to have a run at it. Uh, a time is now for Fiorini to stand up and push his way back into that squad. Uh, but I want to highlight Corbett and Burgess. So two years ago, they were picked up as, um, I guess, senior players, mature talent from reserve grade competitions around the country. And now is the time for them to show that they've got what it takes to be AFL level. Corbett showed the most out of the three of them. However, Burgess is more flexible and fills a, a better utility slot for the Suns. So ideally, I'd like to see them both come along. We've seen Sam Collins do it and is now one of our key defenders. Um, first picked most weeks and one of the most loved players as well after the frustration and the anger he showed towards being beaten earlier this year so Corbett and Burgess I think are the players that need big pre-seasons they need to show that they've got what it takes to be AFL level and uh, show that they belong in the, the Gold Coast Suns side and on the Gold Coast Suns senior list next year so um, oh and one last one Caleb Graham needs to push himself as well so yeah he, he's doing pretty well last year as a second key defender but with Thompson's injury I think that puts more urgency on Caleb Graham to really elevate his game and not just put more strength on to be able to combat the, the, the strong power forwards off the competition but he really needs to work on his defensive craft and know how to become a real lockdown key defender. So those are the players I think need a big preseason. I'd love to know what you guys think. Hit me up in the comments and continue the, the discussion. Uh, until next time, let's chat about that. But for now, what I want my fans to pay attention to as the Suns uh, continue their 2021 preseason over the next month is the players to watch. Atkins and Markov are going to be key targets as we focus on the integration that they bring into the Gold Coast Suns side and how well they can fit because we expect them to be best 22 players. 
Elijah Hollands returned from his ACL as we monitor him and see whether he can push himself into selection by the end of next season. To do that, he's going to need a big rehab, big preseason, and push himself back from that ACL. And the return of the golden child, Matt Rao, as we watch to see how he progresses from his shoulder recovery and fight against the club who are holding him back. He's not one to sit there, sit down idly. And uh, right from the moment the season ended, he was already back at the club working on his rehab and trying to get back. So plenty to watch as the Gold Coast Suns go into their 2021 preseason. Well, thank you for joining me. It's been a short episode, but probably a very boring one as you all listen to me gather on. So I'm going to let you guys go and next season hope to be back with someone else to talk to because I don't think I can keep talking to myself for half an hour. Until then, go Suns! If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores.